Hey everyone, I'm John Steele, and this is After Four, a podcast for InterVarsity alumni. Life after college is hard, and even a great experience with your InterVarsity chapter doesn't shield you from the challenges of transition. As we hear stories from real alumni learning how to make it in their post-InterVarsity reality, my hope is that this podcast will offer some encouragement, a few laughs, and even some hope for the future. This is After Four, and these are your stories. Hello, hello, and welcome to season three of After Four, the podcast for InterVarsity alumni. I'm your host, John Steele. Happy 2023. We made it. I hope you had a very Merry Christmas, and I hope it's been a Happy New Year so far. Hey, season three, here we go. Hopefully this will help add a little pep in your step as we really start making our way into this new year. We've got some great episodes headed your way over the coming weeks and months. We're going to hear more alumni stories. We're going to learn more practical tools for navigating life after college. And above all else, my hope is that we encourage one another to keep saying yes to Jesus long, long, long after graduation. So let's get started. Season three, here we go. Before we spend the rest of the year looking forward, we're going to spend this week looking back. As many of you know, and as many of you got to experience right along with us, just a few short weeks ago, we got to spend some time at the amazing Urbana 22 conference in Indianapolis, Indiana, or the motherland as I like to call it. Let me tell you, it was fantastic, and not just because I got to spend some extra time in Indiana. Now, we spent several episodes last season talking about the upcoming Urbana Conference, hearing from some of the people we would see there, like Ruth, the Urbana director, Anna, our MC, Imer, our worship director, and Ross, our alumni manuscript leader. There was all sorts of hype going into the end of the season, and I got to thinking, some of you were there with us and might be missing some of those great days that we got to spend together. And there are also some of you who couldn't make it. You heard the lead up, but didn't get to experience it with us. Well, look no further, because we've got an episode of a different sort for you today. Today, we're going to visit a few small moments of Urbana together to reminisce or experience for the first time what it was like to be there together. Now, this is not a recap. I'm not going to try to summarize what we learned or what we were sent home prepared to start doing. That's what the recordings of the sessions and the seminars are for on the Urbana website. They're fantastic. Make sure you check those resources out if you haven't yet. No, this is meant to be an experience, a mini Urbana that we can go to together and see what it was like to be an alum in that space with other alumni. Free of charge, no travel required, no gas station bathroom breaks needed, and it can fit within the time constraints of your drive to and from work, your daily jog, or your meal prep. It's an opportunity to simply enjoy some of the sounds and experiences of Urbana together before we fully dive into the rest of Season 3. So, are we all packed and ready to go? Well, this Urbana trip is for you, alumni. Our adventure starts where most do. At home. Trying to figure out how in the world you're going to fit all your luggage in the car. I don't think this is going to fit. Once that ever-shrinking trunk is packed, along with every square inch of the floor and space between the seats, we're ready to climb in. All right, off we go. And inevitably, we forget something. Have to go back.
Okay, now we can actually start. Now we all know that Urbana is a conference with a serious reputation for Holy Spirit encounters that drastically change the course of people's lives, but you wouldn't be able to tell by the car ride. Okay, do you really eat Pringles this way? Test one for science. <laughs> Luna, you stink. What are you upset about? Wow, your hair. <laughs> Fresh cup of. <laughs> wow. Look at all those yellow trucks over there. I saw them already. How many were there? This truck pulled up, but <laughs> I what? I, I can't, can't count. count. <laughs> <laughs> no, I forgot. I can't count. <laughs> Sounds a lot like scatology. Scat? Scatology? Scatio? Scat? 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 Okay, I think we all get the gist. Let's just fast forward a bit here. We can skip the three McDonald's stops, the 12 bathroom breaks. You don't want to hear about astronomical gas prices. There's waving goodbye to my parents after dropping off the kids. Yes, checking into the hotel, name tags for registration. Ah, here we go. Walking into the first evening session on Wednesday night. Let's pause for just a second here. For many of us, it's been a bit since we were at an event with several thousand of our closest friends. You may have forgotten what it's like. Now let me paint you a picture. We walk shoulder to shoulder into the gathering hall. We make our way up the stairs of the stadium-style seating as the most eager conference goers arrived long before us and filled the floor seats near the stage. The sound of all of our voices gradually getting louder as the anticipation grows for the first plenary session to start. As we wait, we start to realize something, that the seating, both on the floor and the stadium, is arranged in a circle. How's that gonna work, you think to yourself? Some of us be watching musicians and speakers' backs? But then we realize the seats are arranged in a circle because the stage is also a circle. Ah, a conference in the round. This is gonna be really interesting. There's Ymir, one of our season two guests, and he's ready to rock that trumpet. It's at that moment that we see musicians begin to take their place around the perimeter of the stage, and... And that's where we have to pause for a moment. You see, I really wanted to play some Urbana music for you, and I really wanted to play some of Ymir's phenomenal trumpet playing. But as I've mentioned in the past, I'm a little paranoid about copyright stuff. So check out the Urbana playlist on Spotify. You can find it in the show notes. And especially make sure you give Fire by C.C. Winans a listen, because it is exactly that, Fire. And in the meantime, you can enjoy this clip of the crowd cheering after being led by Ymir and the Lights Out Urbana worship team at our first worship session together in four years. Our next After Four friend, Anna, steps on stage, officially welcoming us. Urbana 22! and I have the honor of being your MC this week. 
Thanks so much for being our guide, our shepherd, and a fantastic auntie, Anna Ayi. After an amazing ceremony of welcome from the Miami peoples as the Urbana community pursued coming in a good way, just like Ruth shared with us last season, we then got to hear from another After Four friend, Ruth Hubbard. I cannot tell you how good it is to see you. She reminded us first and foremost that we have a creator and savior who deeply loves us and that because of that love, there is hope for us, even in the most seemingly hopeless of situations. She then gave us an introduction to the book of Acts that would guide our time together. She started with Acts 1.8. It's a classic missions text. Listen to it. This is Jesus speaking. But you'll receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you, and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem and Judea and Samaria and to the ends of the earth. And then Ruth was followed by Bishop Claude, who did an amazing first-person rendition of the story of Pentecost, speaking from the perspective of Peter. We were lit! And we started speaking other languages as the Spirit of God gave other. This was the first Holy Ghost party because ain't no party like a Holy Ghost party because a Holy Ghost party don't. It was incredibly engaging, and he did it in sunglasses too. Now, I know it's because he had eye surgery not long before Urbana, but either way, he looked like a total boss up there in those shades. And that concluded our first night at Urbana. We slowly made our way down the floor, walked once again shoulder to shoulder with a few thousand friends out the doors, where we made our way to our hotels for the night to rest up for our first full day at Urbana. Now, we all know that the plenary sessions are often the home run hitter for Urbana. You have an amazing worship team, powerful speakers, and a thoughtful MC to guide you through the experience. And Urbana 22 continued to have lights out plenary sessions for the rest of the week. But that's the only time that we're going to visit it for our experience together today. From here, we move to a place that is near and dear to this podcast, our alumni space for the week. Okay, to be more specific, we're first moving next door to our alumni space to one of the seminar rooms. This is where we were going to host Bible study every morning. It's a room capable of holding hundreds of people, a stage up front in the center, and two giant projector screens hanging on either side from the incredibly tall ceiling. I'll be honest, we had no idea how many alumni were going to show up that morning. And when I walked into that space for the first time, I thought, this room is going to feel embarrassingly huge if only a few people show up. But we prayed, we prepped the space, and we took our places to receive whoever came. At 10.30 that morning, all six foot five of me walked up front with a comically tiny Martin travel guitar and began to play some quiet welcome music. Ten minutes passed. Fifteen minutes passed. Twenty 30 minutes passed. It was now 11. It was time for Bible study to start. And one lone person had made their way into the room, sitting at the end of the aisle a few rows back from the front. We were getting nervous. What if no one else was coming? Like, at all. Not to Bible study, not to our alumni connection space. Is this going to be a wasted week? Will our team spend all of Urbana just sitting around a table quietly eating the pounds and pounds of popcorn we'd bought for our guests? And how much longer do we wait here before sheepishly asking this one alum to consider joining one of the other student studies? But it was at this moment that we started to hear something. The growing chatter of, is it? Could it actually be? Yes, 
outside one of the other doors, the ones that we didn't prop open, the ones that we didn't post someone at, a literal crowd of alumni was gathering to be let in for Bible study. We opened up the side door and joyfully welcomed in 20, 50, 90, 130, 150 plus alumni who were streaming in, excited to dive into a manuscript study together just like they used to do during their campus days. It was so exciting. It was during this time that we got to hear from another friend of the podcast, Ross, who led us in manuscripting our way through Acts every morning. So once again in Acts 2, we saw a powerful representation, manifestation of the Spirit doing something. And then there was a witness where Peter stood up and said, hey, look, here's what's going on. And spoiler alert, Acts 3, we will see another example of a powerful movement of the Holy Spirit. And then there would be a witness, and it actually is Peter doing the exact same thing we saw last chapter. And it did, in fact, feel just like the old days, when we would gather together with our chapters and feast on God's Word together. We met with Jesus together, and we walked away with a more contextualized vision for living out God's global mission as alumni. And I think those manuscript sessions probably would have been a sweet enough time together to consider the alumni portion of Urbana a success. But there was even more. Every day after Bible study, we opened up the alumni connection space and spent our days just hanging out together. We spun the wheel for prizes, many of which were donated by alumni-owned businesses. We drank coffee. We ate popcorn. We had an absolute blast together. But the part that was most fun was connecting with you. We got to hear stories of transition to life after college, about the ways that you're using your gifts and callings to serve Jesus and others locally and abroad. I got to talk to Charles, who works for Amazon and is thinking about volunteering with his local IV chapter. I got to talk to Chat and Colson, who live just down the road from where I grew up in Indiana. And with Ruth, who lives in New York with her husband, where they're currently looking for the right church. I got to speak with another alum whose job with the government is so hush-hush that I can't use their name and still don't actually know exactly what it is that they do. And there were two other alumni who I've since gotten to sit down and have a full-blown interview with. Meet Alex. My name's Alex Chang. I went to Knox College. And an alumna who we'll call Harvest. I'm Harvest, and I went to Augustana College. Here's a little bit about their Urbana experiences. What was it that brought you to Urbana? You know, San Francisco is kind of a spiritually dark place. There's a lot of anxiety and fear here. And Urbana has always just been a place where I feel rejuvenated and the presence of God is there and where I feel at home because there's so many other Christians there who love Jesus. And I think I just needed to get away from things and enjoy God's presence again with the family of God. Coming to Urbana was amazing. Being able to just worship God with so many brothers and sisters, being the joy of the Lord, being in His presence, singing in different languages, realizing that our God is a God bigger than all the nations of the earth. I had made plans to come home. I haven't been able to be in the United States for almost three years because of the COVID pandemic. And so finally, when I... I started to make my plans to come home and visit my parents and my brother and our family, I realized Urbana's happening again. And I thought, oh man, this would be amazing. Just again, to be in an atmosphere where people are together, like-minded, focusing on the Lord and focusing specifically on global missions 
And to just be around other people who are in different stages of life, you know, students, obviously the, the main target audience are students, but students who, who are seeking like, God, you know, will you send me? And then also all the, the people that come to speak and the, the missions organizations that come to present and just to be with other people that would like just help me rise up and see like, Lord, what else is out there? I want to always have kind of my hands open to the Lord saying, all right, Lord, is there something else? Is there something new? Is there something more? With, with, with Christ, there's always something more. And so being in this, this place where there are so many people serving in different ways, it, it kind of, you kind of let your brain kind of explode a little and like look around at all that's going on and being like, wow, what if I head in this direction? Or, whoa, look what they're doing. And so it is a fun time to dream with the Lord and ask the Holy Spirit, okay, is there something here you want me to see? Is there someone here you want me to meet? Is there an idea do you want me to, to grasp? Is there like a guy from InterVarsity that I can do a podcast with? <laughs> yes. Yes, there is. <laughs> oh, that's funny. I mean, as you think about your time at Urbana, what's one of a few takeaways that you left Urbana with? I think I learned a lot about soul care and prayer and anxiety. Actually, you know, some of the seminars that I missed, they were recorded. So then I kept listening to those. And actually, there were so many really good tips in there that I learned, you know, making sure you have with every stressful situation, having some happy things involved. Also, where's anxiety coming from, how to deal with it and exposing yourself to the anxiety provoking agent instead of avoiding it. You know, these are all like very important things as a child of God, like you keep maturing. And as you keep maturing, there's a lot of difficulties in life, like going the long run, persevering and things like that. And the soul care sort of seminars, anxiety, prayer seminars were really helpful for enabling me to go the long run. Some of the other things that I learned was being able to distinguish between God's voice and the voice of the devil. You know, that was part of the soul care thing, because in John 10, 10, it says like the sheep hear my voice and they know me in my voice. So being able to distinguish what is lie and what, what is truth was really helpful as well. And I wrote down all the lies that I've been believing over time and replacing them with the truth of God, just very refreshing and encouraging. I think it was mostly the idea of what more is there. In my my life right now, where the Lord has me serving with his people is, is wonderful. It's beautiful. I love it. And I could stay there forever. But I also, Urbana helped. It's just really inspired me and challenged me to say, is there something more? And specifically for me, what does that look like? That looks like going to grad school, for instance. Is there something more that I can learn and also be with people in a context where I'm surrounded by people who are not just peers, but also leaders who can like help me to, to rise up and to challenge me more? Or is it partnering with another missions organization or a school in a particular country to be in a different kind of a team context where I could receive more and learn more? I, I don't, I'm not like looking at this like, what can I do more? But I'm more like, what can I receive at this, this stage in my life? I don't want to just stay on the same level that I'm at. I just feel like there's always more with the Lord. And so I feel like I'm in a moment of seeking and knocking. You know, Jesus said that we're supposed to ask, seek and knock. And the asking part seems a little like passive, right? And I feel like I do, we do a lot of that. Like, Jesus, help me here. Jesus, what should I do there? And then we wait for an answer. 
but the seek and the knock is pretty active. Like you got to get up and go and look around (laughs) and then you have to like actually knock on doors. And I think I gravitate and maybe a lot of people do towards just the asking because sometimes I'm afraid, like, I don't want to make something happen. I don't want to just drum up my own mission. But I feel like Urbana was a great place to seek and knock, you know, to look around and talk to people and ask questions and get to know new friends and potential ministry partners and knock on doors and say, God, what are you what are you doing? And so that's where I'm at right now, actually, like just saying, Lord, is there more for me? And Urbana just helped me to kind of do some seeking and knocking. And one of the the big quotes of the Urbana conference, I think for a lot of people was in one of our plenary sessions, the main speaker, he said something like, I'm going to get the ultimate quote wrong, but it was like, the initial yes may not be the ultimate yes. So like the thing you're saying yes to today isn't going to be the thing you do for the rest of your life. But the, the thing you're saying yes to today may lead you to the next yes, which will lead you to the next yes. Ah, I love that. You know, it's not like you got to do this really big yes that's going to change my life and change the world. No, just like what God puts in my hand to do today, I'm going to say yes to that. And then that thing is going to bring me to the next one and then to the next one. And so that is a real freeing way to to see how to follow the Holy Spirit, to just be like, okay, I'm going to this thing that the first yes is not the biggie maybe, but it's going to lead me to the next one, to the next one, to the next one. I think it's, I feel like it's a more humble perspective because we get this idea like, I'm going to find the thing that is going (laughs) to change the world and I'm going to do that thing. And if I miss that thing, then the world will never be changed. You know, like we get this idea, like we have to get this one big life decision, you know, but really how does the Lord lead us? It's like he gives a light to our path to just to take the next step. And so, you know, my life path also has twists and turns that I'm like, why did that happen? But, you know, because of that thing over there, I was sent in a different direction. And there's a lot of mystery when you look back. You're like, I'm not sure why the Lord did it that way, but here I am now. I think this is the life of faith where you've got, okay, there's this little thing that I see opening up for me. I'm just going to follow him into this next step and then trust that he's got the next and the next and the next. Thanks so much, you two, for sharing what God's been doing in you since Urbana. I trust he will continue. We're actually going to hear a lot more from both of these alumni in our coming weeks and months. You'll even get to learn more about why Harvest needs to use a pseudonym for our chat, so stay tuned. Now, obviously so much more than this happened at Urbana. So many speakers to learn from, so many seminars to attend, amazing worship, a renewed vision for being a part of God's global mission locally or abroad. But for those who weren't able to make it, I hope this gave a small taste of what it was like to be at Urbana. And for those of you listening who were there, I hope it sparked something that God's been teaching you from plenary, from Bible study, from a seminar, or just from a conversation with another alum at Urbana. I hope it encourages you to keep going and reminds you that you're not in this alone. You have other alumni doing it with you around the globe, and you've got a whole team of people here with InterVarsity that's working to encourage you to keep saying yes to Jesus. It's been really awesome hanging out at Urbana together, friends. Well, I hope that was an enjoyable experience for you. I know I had a great time reliving it with you. If there was anything that really stood out to you or that encouraged you from today's episode, send us a DM or tag us in a story. You can find us at After4Pod on Instagram and Facebook. We would really love to hear from you. And then be sure to come back next week because we're going to be jumping into the first of many episodes this season that will help with some very practical post-college life experiences. 
Next week, we're going to be talking about taxes, which I know sounds like the most riveting topic that we could pick for an episode. But if we're honest, I think taxes can conjure up anxiety, especially if this is the first time that you're no longer being claimed as a dependent on your parents' or guardians' taxes. It's a significant responsibility every year, so we're going to talk about it. What do you need to know to get started? How should you calculate and file? What the heck is taxable income? We're going to cover that and more with InterVarsity alumna Laura, who's a CPA with a decade of experience in the world of finance and taxes. So come on back next week to learn or to get a refresher. As always, thanks for joining us. It's great to be back for season three. If you haven't already, take two seconds right now to unlock your phone and subscribe to the podcast. If your platform lets you, leave us a rating and review. And if you like what we're doing here, share us with your friends. Thanks again for listening, and I will see you in the after, alumni.